Hey, this is Robert Mason, the Ringer NFL Show. Even though the Super Bowl is over, free agency, the combine, and the draft are all right around the corner, and the Ringer NFL Show will have you covered, bringing everything you need to know. You can subscribe to the Ringer NFL Show at iTunes.com slash The Ringer or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Ringer NBA Show, All-Star Break Edition, and today we are joined by the head coach of the Sacramento Kings. They are 24-33. and 33. They're a game and a half back of the eighth seed in the Western Conference. He is Dave Yeager. Coach Yeager, how you doing? What's happening, brother? So I wake up this morning, and there's a good little headline. Have you seen the uh, DeMarcus Cousins interview with Ramona Shelburne yet? I have not. How about this? This is oh good. I get to break this to you. DeMarcus Cousins says he intends to sign an extension with the Kings this summer because he, quote, wants his legacy to end in Sacramento and his jersey to be in the rafters in Sacramento. That's going to make you feel good. Well, very good. Yeah, he's, he's a good dude. I've enjoyed coaching him. And yeah, to have him here long term would, uh, would, would be a good deal. What do you think is the reason that, or how many people did you reach out to before you started coaching DeMarcus, or did you just want to go into it with a clean slate? Oh, good question. I think um, when we had some people that were were held over from the staff last year, um, so you know, I wanted to in, in conversation about the team and you know, how things went last year and learning some of the things from last year. But I didn't go um, way, way outside. I think I just, you know, picked a couple of people's brains that were here last year. And, uh, and it's not a it's not a situation of how do you deal with, but I think it's, you know, how do you partner and how do you figure out how to make each other uh, as good as possible. And uh, he's come a long way already. He's, he's learning. He wants to be really good. Uh, and I think he wants to do. And uh, he's gotten better in a lot of areas. Uh, and including in his game, and, and you know he wants to bring new skills to the floor every night, uh, and has been doing that, and he wants to be a winner. And so, uh, you know, the, the to me, I want to say the burden, but the the weight that he has carried here over the last five, six years, Chris, is pretty enormous. You know, and for him, I, you know, I just man, I want to be successful just because of everything that he's gone through. Yeah, when you first talk to him and you're trying to gauge, hey, what's going on? Because you've been a coach in the league for a long time. You have a perception of DeMarcus Cousins before you're going to go into coaching him. Like, what were those conversations like in terms of attempting to develop that partnership immediately? Uh, you know, he he was pretty straight straightforward. You know, he he just said, "Hey, what do you want me? What do you want from me? What what can I do?" And uh, you know, he also had the end of the summer. You know, where. Uh, with the Olympic team and uh, winning the gold medal, which was a great experience for him and really proud of him. And so, uh, you know, we just kind of laid it out and we got together when we could. And whether it be in Sacramento or, uh, you know, met in Vegas or whatever, uh, you know, one of the things that was impressive was out of the blue, you know, he just showed up at the press conference here, or, you know, when I signed as a coach here. And, you know, he, you know, just did it on his own and he wanted to get together and hang out for a little bit, which was really cool. How is he different than how he is perceived? Hmm. I think I think he. I think you know people do know what he does off the court, though. I mean, he's he's a wonderful human being. Uh, he's got a big heart. 
uh, you know, Zach and I would talk about Zach Randolph, you know, when, when we were in Zach Randolph. You know, sometimes when you're a young guy, you get perceived a certain way. And he said, you know, I felt like I was that way when I was younger. And, you know, I can kind of relate to, uh, you know, what the market has gone through. And uh, it, it's, it's pretty impressive, the stuff that he does off the court. And uh, I think the thing that people don't realize is, is, you know, how much he wants to win. I think maybe sometimes that gets lost and, and, and misinterpreted in the way that sometimes, you know, if he's yelling at referees or, you know, this or that. So uh, I would say that's probably the biggest thing. What do you guys talk about regarding the techs? Because that was a big headline that he got the 16 techs. He had to sit out a game. Um, he's obviously you know, the, the the penalties are punitive going forward against him. I mean, you're 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 well aware of what the number is as he's going through it. Um, I know it is a reflection in in many cases of wanting to win so bad. But at some point, did you have to have a conversation like, "Yo, man, <laughs> like we can't we can't be doing this anymore." Yeah, he's he's just trying to challenge the guy. He's a, he likes to be challenged and you know to channel his uh, his energy and his emotion. And um, it, it's he it was it struggled for him. You know, the first night back from the suspension, you know, he just didn't know how to be. You know, how can I be me and play with the passion that I play with? And we just just a process of, of how you can do that. So learning process for him, and uh, you know, each player goes through different different things that they got to work on. That that one's his. Are you surprised he said what he said at the All-Star game? That I mean, because if you go on, the quotes are like, I'm very happy, it's where I want to be. You know, I mean, you don't see, especially in this day and age, Dave, you know, you don't see a lot of guys attempting to commit because they know that it can come back to bite them if something changes. And so it's hard to say, I want my jersey in the rafters. I want my legacy to be in this city. You know, but that's pretty, that's pretty well laying the hammer down, right, with those quotes. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. But uh, I, you know, I think people don't understand how how special a place like Memphis can be. Uh, there's times where you know you're a visiting team or visiting player or coach. You only really see you know Beale Street, the Western, and, and FedEx Farm all down downtown there within a block and a half. So until you live there, like I did nine years, man, I, I loved it, and the community was fantastic. And I think those guys will tell you, Zach, Tony, Mike, Mark, uh, guys that have been there. Uh, want to be there long term, which is really cool. And I think the same thing about Sacramento. I think you know sometimes you only get in and out of town. You don't really get to see uh, how cool it is. But you know the fan base is extremely passionate, uh, as it was in Memphis, and they, they care about their team. Um, they come out, win, lose, and uh, you know it's been a been a spell here. And uh, and I think you know Demarcus wants to to be the guy and, and be part of that solution of, of turning that thing around and, and, and living out here and you can just feel it and, and you always and I don't think people you know a lot of the guys from the glory days are you know Vladi and Paige are, are around Mike Bibby's popping in and out you know, Chris Weber comes in from time to time Bobby Jackson does some stuff uh, on the radio and the TV Doug Christie does a radio show and, and hosts some of the games uh, with Grant Napier so it's a real family atmosphere and sometimes I think you know the perception from the outside is not the same as, as once you're here. Are you happy with the season so far? Oh yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I think you know the guys have, have played really hard and uh, have played to their abilities uh, for the most part in a new situation with a whole bunch of new guys uh, coming together for the first time. 
So, uh, you know, we've definitely had some injuries. I don't know what that uh, if I'm carrying that around from last year in Memphis to this year or what, but we, we've had, a, had had some injuries just like everybody goes through. But uh, I'm excited of where we are and, and the, the progress we've made and the you try to lay down a, a foundation for what you want to be about for the next, you know, hopefully five, six, eight years. Yeah, everybody always talks about changing the culture. And anytime a new head coach comes in, he's like, oh, we got to change the culture around here. And you know, it's been in Sacramento, they've lost a lot of games. And then you've got to take over and attempt to turn this into, from the coaching perspective, a winning franchise. So, like, what did you want to implement? And where do you feel like you are in that progress or in that process? Yeah, it's, it's a good question because. We're not a we're not a young young team, you know, and so um, you, you, you're kind of serving. Sometimes you're serving two masters. Uh, but I, the biggest thing I want to do is is you know get after people defensively. I think teams are teams are made and built uh, at the defensive end of the floor. I think chemistry is built at the end uh, at the defensive end of the floor. Uh, trust and and all of those kinds of uh, team oriented things that that has to matter. Um, that was a big reason for our success in Memphis, and uh, and hopefully that's that's what we can do here. So uh, that that's the biggest thing. And then you know having a culture where I don't know if I really like that word, Chris. You know what I mean? Like it's it's kind of it's kind of overused, isn't it? But uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, just you know whatever it is you want to you want to change uh, from whatever the perception is of whatever's been going on here to. Hey, this is a fun place to play. Guys like being here. Uh, we go out, compete our tail off, and I think a couple additions to the team has really helped that. I think you know Matt Barnes is a competitive guy as I've ever been around. Uh, Todd Lawson is a tremendous locker room guy and has been really, really good for us and has had a terrific year on the court. And uh, and Garrett Temple, who is one of the you know classiest high character guys in the NBA. It's interesting that you say that about Lawson because he was, you know, a lot, a lot of blame was given to him over the Houston stuff, or that it just didn't work out in Houston uh, with him in the mix and Harden and 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 whatever. And even when I had Daryl Morey on, he said, you know, it just it just didn't click for whatever reason. And so there is some some level of rehabilitation. Do you think they didn't? Do you think they knew that? Though? I mean, like, who needs the ball in Houston, and who's getting the ball? Right. And who should get the ball? But you should have the ball. James Hart should have the ball. You know, so uh, <laughs> I think it's worked out pretty good. I think, you know, Mike D'Antoni uh, has done a terrific job. And my guy Jeff Bizdelic is over there, for who I worked with in Memphis for a couple of years, and a uh, great dude. And they're, they're guarding a little bit, and they're scoring a whole bunch of points. And uh, they're doing a great job. But I've had scouts tell me that Ty Lawson could be one of our two best players this season. That's, oh. that's pretty high praise. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's fantastic for Ty to put himself back together as far as his career goes, and uh, and hopefully you know go get a nice deal, a nice contract here uh, out of this coming forward. When you talk about the serving two masters, and you are only a game and a half out of the eight seed, do you, uh, there there are some that are out there as you know that will pontificate like, what are the Kings doing? You're stuck in the middle. Why don't you? Why are you trying to make the playoffs? They should just start rebuilding. And and but you but in, likewise, you said you got a lot of veterans on your team. The veterans don't want any business of not or acting like you're you're not going to try to make the playoffs.
playoffs. And so if you can't just speak to the the position the franchise is in and you as a coach, on on one hand, you know you need more going forward. On the other hand, you you inevitably have a lot of guys in that locker room that really want to make that playoff push and get to the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's a good point. It's well said. So it's you, you want to go be competitive. You want to go out every night and just compete. And, and uh, I think that's that's the biggest thing when we talk about what can you do to change the culture. That is what it is. Whatever it is about picks uh, going forward and development, all that and this. If if you know, you know, gosh darn it, I'm playing those games. Uh, they just play their tails off, man. And if you're a free agent, like, hey, you know what? I, I don't know a lot about Sacramento, but I know that team plays really hard, and I w- I'd be willing to be part of that golf forward. So, you know, that that's part of, uh, of kind of, you know, lay it down of, of how you want to be, uh, you know, going forward. So, And then we don't have a real middle class uh, on our roster either, Chris. You know, the, the you know guy like Ben McElmore, who's in his fourth year, is kind of the only guy in that area where a lot of guys have either had between seven or more seasons or are, are really rookies. Uh, we have three rookies on the roster, and we have Willie Colley-Stein, who's in his second year, um, who's been playing really well lately. But there's not a lot of middle guys there like you say. So we'll go out, we strap it on, and uh, you know, try to get this thing turned around. And your opinion is that is what's best for the franchise going forward, the perception that the Kings play hard and that there's something the, – the, the, the future is bright rather than just deciding, as you know so many teams do, all right, we're not a playoff team, we're just going to decide. And, and then maybe even not outwardly tanking but sneaky tanking just to decide, hey, we want to get a high pick so that that's the best for the future of the franchise. You guys right, feel right. – you, hear, you right. hear that all the time. You know that you, the worst place to be is in the middle, like you said. You know what I mean? Like uh, right. either go all the way and get as high a pick as you can, or get in the playoffs. But don't be, don't be the ninth best. You know, I'm like, well, you know, not, nothing's been said to me about the direction, other than go out and win as many games as you can. And so, uh, if that changes or injuries change, where you, you you know try to develop some more of your of your younger guys there and. Uh, uh, but like I said, I think that's that's the that's the way to go. Uh, you know what? I, that's part of that is from Lionel, and you know we were a younger team in Memphis when we were trying to turn it around. We're, you had a, a second year Mike Conley, um, actually first when Lionel first got there. We had a second year Pat Lowry. We acquired Marcus Hall, Darrell Arthur, Damari Carroll, Sam Young, Grievous Vasquez. We had a lot of young guys come through there, and then they added an older guy in Zach and Tony and really pushed us over the top a couple of years later. But the culture of hard work and uh, you know teamwork and uh, going out and competing every night is, I think, really, really important. I'm glad you mentioned Lowry because a lot of people may not know you were an assistant on the staff when he was very young in his career, and then he bounced around a couple different times before he landed in Toronto and is eventually in this you know seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth year of his career become a guy that that can feasibly start All Star games. Are you surprised at what's happened with Kyle? Uh, I am, and I'm not, and I'll tell you both. I think you know. Uh, I don't. I don't know that I saw Isaiah Thomas becoming this great. For example, I, I thought he'd be a, a very effective player. I thought he'd be a twenty a night player. Uh, he was just tearing it up, right? So with Kyle, I always knew that he could be really, really good because of his competitive spirit. The guy, you know, he plays like so hard. 
uh, and he'll guard you. And, but what's impressive is what he's done with his jump shot. I think that's really, really improved his three-point shooting. Uh, and then, you know, he found a nice home there in Houston uh, with Adelman. They had a nice they had a nice deal going there. Uh, and then a nice deal, obviously, in, in Toronto. So, uh, to be, you know, you're splitting hairs. Would I have ever said he'd be an all-star? Not an all-star. You know, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I thought he'd be pretty good. But I, I'm just really happy and excited for him uh, of what his career has become. And, you know, going up to Philadelphia in the summers to work him out and, and knowing him when he was young. And now, you know, he's got two kids. And uh, it's a pretty cool deal. Another guy that you knew from very uh, from a very young age was Rudy Gay, who happens to be on your Sacramento team now. And I know that had to be rather devastating when he went down with the Achilles this year. Yeah, I didn't mean to skip. I couldn't go through the whole list. Uh, I guess you know, we had O.J. Mayo and, and Rudy, young rookie. Uh, O.J. was a rookie, and Rudy Gay was a second-year guy. And, O.J.'s like out know, in a desert like somewhere, Dave. He's like, uh, you see that picture? O.J. was like, <laughs> like out in a damn desert in a dashiki or something. <laughs> what I'm, is going I'm on? I've seen that, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to, back to Rudy. Yeah, it, it does. It, well, OJ's situation breaks my heart too. Uh, you know, when you you spend the time, when you know those guys when they're when they're nineteen, twenty years old and getting going, and they've got their families with them and stuff like that. And uh, you know, Rudy's uh, you know Rudy's had some really nice contracts, of which he's very well deserving. So I'm, I'm very happy about that. But you, know, you never want to see a guy go down uh, with an Achilles. And I've had a couple last year with uh, Mario Chalmers, and it's just. It, 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 the whole locker room is just so down because it, it really players never want to feel their own mortality. You know what I mean? Their their ultra ego as far as alpha, confident, competitive, untouchable, unbreakable, uninjurable, and uh, and they, all all in a good way. You know, and so uh, that that hurt me a little bit to watch her, but. Uh, you know he'll he'll come back and and be better than ever I hope and uh, you know he's still a young guy at 30 uh, he's long and athletic and uh, what I was impressed with Chris when I got here is he really guarded you know the first month I mean you know he, the threes are hard to guard in this league and it's hard to find a really good three uh, and that's not no discredit to you know somebody whose name is not in the top ten or whatever but you know you go line up against LeBron and Kawhi Leonard and Durant on a nightly basis, uh, and that's tough. And uh, to have a guy stand in front of those guys uh, and defend those guys, and then you know to go at those guys uh, at the other end, is, it can be difficult to find. And uh, you know, Rudy's, Rudy's an asset to the organization, that's for sure. So the flip switched for him defensively. You know, Cousins gets dogged for his defense. Is that unfounded? You know what I mean? And do you think that? Do you think that Demarcus? Um, has the opportunity to be a really good defender if he sets his mind to it? Well, I think, you know, he's smart, so and, and he wants to be good and he wants to win. So those three things, uh, you know, lend itself to uh, being competitive and wanting to win and doing whatever it takes to win, and if that's what it is, then I, I think I uh, know that he can do it. Uh, I see him do it, uh, but at the same time, you know, for six, seven years, you know, he's carried carried the load so much offensively. Uh, I think sometimes it can be natural to uh, to rest a little bit. Uh, so uh, I don't think he's he's lazy or any of those things. I think he spends a lot of energy, uh, you know, trying to get his team and, and be competitive every night. And sometimes uh, it can be difficult. But when he's really locked in, he can really guard 
I got a huge wingspan. I don't think people understand. I think, uh, I think he's seven six as his wingspan. So he gets to balls and, and can block shots and, and tip balls to himself or to others that you don't think he can get to, uh, which is really cool. So uh, as, as he gets to know the system, you know, uh, embrace it, which he has, and, and then be the be the linebacker calling out all the coverages and, and be in that back line of, of defense. Uh, you know, and it's hard, too, Chris, because uh, where's the league going? The league is going to play in four perimeters around one big. And, uh, you know, I think he's best served as a power forward. I don't think there's a power forward that can, that can guard him. Um, and so, you know, do you play him at some five, or how does your roster work out? And So we've done both. We've played small around him, and we've played a big with him as well. It is so Zebo-esque. And you brought up Randolph, a guy that you had for a long time, whereas people always want to poke holes yeah. in it, right? And there is a limit. Like, Zach Randolph is never going to be Bill Russell out there, right? But he gets buckets on one end. Same way with Cut. I mean, you got a guy that's averaging 28 points a game, uh, right, for you. And, yeah, the league does run a million pick and rolls and whatever. So you just got to he, – he makes up for it on the offensive end, even if people want to dog him for his defense. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, the greatest, you know, there's a lot of things I would say very positively about Zach. I just, I absolutely love Zach, and I love his growth uh, on the court and off the court. Uh, but son of a gun, can, he just carries the mail. You know what I mean? Yeah. When it's a big night, you you know you can go to that guy in the fourth quarter and he can get buckets. And uh, I think that's what you, you can do with DeMarcus. And, uh, you know, he had a terrific game the other night in, in the, against the Lakers, and we just went to him at the at the low post, or went to him at the high post, and he got buckets and missed a shot, get an offensive rebound. They come down to double him, he makes the right pass. Uh, you know, I'm seeing real growth in what he's been able to do as a facilitator. So, uh, you know, you like the fact that guys keep improving throughout the season and come back each season with with a new skill and, and keep improving. Let me ask you about a couple of young guys on your team. Cauley Stein's been playing the best of his career so far. What is he? What is Cauley Stein? Is he a is he a guy that you foresee being one of these pick and roll? You know, the league's going towards guys that can uh, you know defend the rim and and rim run on the other end. Is that is that the mode of operation for Cauley Stein? Like, what do we see with him? Yeah, I think so. First of all, he's just a terrific human being. He's he's really a cool dude to be around and. Uh, uh, you know, spent three years in college. A lot of these guys only spend one, and, and uh, he's had some good experiences. And uh, there's a lot of uh, room left for him to grow into his ceiling as a player. Uh, being his, that he's long, he's very switchable defensively. Uh, really moves his feet well, can block shots. And you know, we always just want to say, you know, he's just a rim runner, a shot blocker, and a runner. And like sometimes that takes away from you know what guys you know can do in other areas. And, uh, but he's he's kind of found a niche. We played him a lot with Ty Lawson, uh, and that's really helped. And it's also helped him, I think, to play uh, with a stretch four. So both the point guard and the and the rim runner have a lot more room to operate. Uh, I think it's helped Ty, and I think it's helped Willie. And then all of a sudden now you can make other guys, uh, you know, not just to say that they're only spot shooters because you never want to just pigeonhole a player, but you know. It almost feels like sometimes you and I, of course, we could never, but maybe you could. But we, if you played with a great pick and roll player and a rolling big that everybody, and all of a sudden guys are just standing out there licking their fingers, finding shots. And, uh, you, you know, Ty's been great at it. And, you know, Willie's ability to get to the rim on in pick and roll situations is just fantastic. 
Macklemore's been your playing. Huh? You still got your arm sleeve? Yeah, I got my when arm sleeve. When you play. That's my that's my homage to uh, OJ Mayo, who's in a desert somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm hoping to do that this year. Here, I thought that was a cool deal, you know, for people that know. We, we would have a, a media game after the season was over. You know, all the media cover, uh, TV, radio, newspaper, you Enjoy. know, some of the bloggers, and we ever we go play five on five, and there'd be 22 people per game per team, and you know, a couple of players coached each team, and I ended up refereeing, and you'd always get 20. And, uh, you know, it was it was fun. I'm, so we're, we're hoping to do that here uh, in Sacramento this year. Speaking of a guy, a guy that could get 20, Macklemore's starting to look like a guy that could get 20. He's been playing better as of recently. You mentioned him earlier as being in his fourth year and kind of the middle class on the team. Why do you think so far in his NBA career it hasn't really clicked for Ben? Uh, yeah, I think, you know, four coaches in four years, you know, for a young player is, is tough, you know, and nothing's ever constant. Nothing ever stays the same. And so, uh, you know, we came in the summer and, and started working with him. And, uh, you know, he always went, as a lot of guys do have, have a place where they do their individual workouts someplace around the country and they're comfortable. And that's been the constant, you know, and that's kind of the constant around the league too. You don't know, Hey, is your coach staying or not? So you go to guys that, you know, make you feel good and feel confident over the summer, uh, not knowing if your coach can be there from year to year. And so we got a hold of him, and all of a sudden, you know, he spent all of uh, August with us, uh, had a terrific offseason, uh, and he's a confident guy. And, uh, you know, gotta, you know he, he should be able to take some tough shots uh, because he's got a quick trigger, he's got good size, uh, he's, he's athletic in the open court. Uh, his handles have gotten significantly better. Uh, due to the, the time that he spent working on it and then our coaches working with him and uh, just feeling confident and feeling good about you know getting and, and uh, having the green light and, and also knowing that you know we can lay this thing down and, and be, do this for a couple of years. Let me ask you about a couple of league questions. Uh, is Golden State better than they were last year? Uh, I don't know. It's probably uh, it, it's weird to say when you already have your core of, uh, you know, Curry and, and Clay Thompson and, and Draymond, uh, that it's kind of new, but it is new because you're, you're putting a new player who's a great player, uh, in the mix. And so how does it work, uh, rotations and different guys of when they can, uh, when they want to go and, and how you, you always have two of them on the court together. I mean, that's just devastating to guard. I mean, we're just seeing them the other night. You just have so little room for error against a team like that. So, uh, you know, I can't really compare if they are or not, but he, he does make them longer, which I think uh, they're starting to find defensively. And I think you've seen some of his numbers, you know, blocking some shots and getting some rebounds. You know, he might be listed at 6'10", but he may in all reality be 7'1", okay? But no, he doesn't want to be listed at 7'1". I got so much respect for him before because of all the... Uh, battles that we had, all the playoff battles and six games, seven game series there with Memphis and Oklahoma City. So, uh, you know, I'm hoping they have a terrific, uh, you know, playoff run and, and represent the West. I think it's going to be interesting. The, the playoffs in the West is going to be really interesting. Who is the opponent that you've gone against this year, but individual wise, that you went back to your coach's room after the game and just went, "Good grief! Like, what are we? What are we supposed to do?" <laughs> Yeah, well, that's that's Golden State because 
you know, if you if you have a great player, you know, maybe you help or you support in actions off of someone who's not quite as good. Well, what happens when they, you know, they just pop the ball to the middle of the floor and it's uh, Steph Curry setting a, a wide rip screen for Clay Thompson or Kevin Durant is setting a pin down for Curry. Like, okay, who helps off a hoop? Well, you don't, <laughs> right? And, uh, and it's just like, very difficult to scheme against. And uh, like you say, you just you kind of pull your hair out and just say, good gracious, what do we, what do, we do on this? But, you know, the thing that they kill you with, they just torture you mentally, you know, because you feel like you have such little margin for error and that as soon as they hit you with two threes and you put your head down, they'll run away from you in a minute. And uh, that's, you know, we beat them uh, about 12 days ago here. And it, was a, it was a great battle. Uh, and then, you know, we saw them again last night. We kind of ran out of gas, uh, or two nights ago. Uh, hit, hit a little bit of a wall on the second night of a back-to-back and day before the All-Star break. But we, we battled and competed. And, you know, they came out and had a 42-point third quarter. And, you know, they just they, you know, run away from you. Don't talk them up too much. If you can get to that eight seed, that's who you're drawing. All right, look forward to it. That'd be great. It'd be a <laughs> you know great challenge because you know obviously they're very good, but also it'd be a huge step for our organization too. That you know we're making strides and uh, you know what we want to be about, and that's you know not where you ever want to end up in five years, but you know it's definitely a step forward. You mentioned earlier about Isaiah Thomas. Is he the guy that now, when you when you coach against him, when you see him in person, you think has improved the most or changed the most of whatever your perception was prior? Because you said you thought this is a guy that might be a twenty game night, uh, twenty night, uh, twenty per uh, night guy, but he's a thirty per night guy now. Oh, he's ridiculous good and. Uh... Yeah, I think, you know, it's, uh, Isaiah's in a situation there where, you know, they, they do play spread basketball around him. You know, their fours and their fives, uh, can step out and shoot the basketball before they trade it. It was, you know, Sollinger and some of their bigs that, that would step out and shoot it. And, and so they have that threat, but they also have the court open for him, um, where he can just go tear it up. And, uh, I got so much respect for, for what he's done, uh, for their organization. Uh, but also that he's just a pure winner. I mean, you look at what he does in the fourth quarter, it's just ridiculous. You have seen, before you took that Sacramento job, uh, from afar, You uh, the only thing that anybody can go off when they think about the Sacramento Kings is what is reported or what gets talked about. And so there was a there was a poor perception of, of Vlade and, uh, and Vivek, the owner there, etc. And so now that you're in the mix and you're around those guys um, versus whatever perception is before you take that job, just tell me about the Sacramento Kings and the way that organization works and, and maybe why it's different than someone may think from afar. Yeah, it's a good question. I think, you know, you, you read the comments about, uh, you know, Vivek and, and wanting to play four out of five. And, you know, sometimes those things are, you know, made in jest and sometimes whatever it may be have been said, you know, years ago. And, and when I spent time with him, I just felt like, you know, here's a guy who is going to get it. Some, I think some owners in our league, Chris, they got their ideas and they, you know, we should do this and we should do that. And they never, they never evolve. I think this guy is, is a really sharp guy, as they all are. 
but I think he, he gets it, and I think he's he really has focused in on and, and now had some experiences uh, with the Golden State uh, situation and, and their success and how they built it uh, and the time that I've spent with him where he sees that it's a process, uh, which is another buzzword, right, by culture and, and, and process, but uh, that there is no magic wand, and uh, I, I think he's a really sharp guy, and I think he, he's going to uh, he's going to be a really good owner. He's uh, gone to bat. We have an amazing new arena. Uh, top-notch facilities, and uh, you know, just given the given the coaches, the players, the resources to be successful, um, and in uh, how much he gets involved, uh, he, he just you know he he's a, he's a big fan of the team uh, and a big supporter, and giving guys whatever resources they need. So, I think yeah, maybe there's a perception out there from a couple of years ago, but I think as as time goes on, as people get to know him and spend time with him, uh, they'll find he's a terrific human being and. And uh, he wants to win, and, and he's going to let guys who uh, have experience uh, make decisions. And, you know, he wants some input, um, and, and wants to be involved, uh, but let people do their job. And, and same thing for Vladi, uh, who's a guy who, you know, didn't have an opportunity to be an assistant GM anywhere, right? So I think there there's a learning curve there, and I think it, he's, he's been around pro basketball. I think sometimes we don't realize as Americans, you know, these guys started in the pro basketball career at the age 14, you know, overseas. They see the, the, the good things, the bad things, uh, how great organizations are built and how, how not to do it. And uh, I think he's as pure-hearted a guy as you'll ever find, probably one of the best teammates uh, in the history of the NBA. And so those things carry over. He has a great ability to talk to players uh, and coaches. Uh, and so I know he's got my back. I've got his, and, and it's a, it's a really a, a good deal. And I think the players that have been here really will say that it has not been this stable. And to see that they're the GM, the owner, and the coach are all arm in arm. Uh, there's no chinks in the armor. There's no you know backstabbing. There's no you know I mean there's no back room. Well, we think this while the other guys not in the room. Uh, the players know that. The players feel that, and I think that's a positive thing going forward. Well, and you can't do you you can't have anything better for perception than your your best player at All Star Weekend saying, "I want to be there. I want my jersey in the rafters. I want my legacy in Sacramento. I plan on resigning there in the off season." Like in terms of stability, that's as good a PR as you can get on All Star Weekend. I think you'd agree. No, absolutely. And you know what? what what's this all about? What it's about is attracting the best talent that you can get to your to your organization, whether it be through free agency trades or drafts. And for your best player to come out and say that, uh, that's got to make other people go, man, he's like not looking for greener pastures or wanting a different situation. He believes this is a great situation. Maybe I should give this a second look. And uh, you know, that's really what it's all about. What are you going to do for your All-Star break? Nothing. I'm asleep. First day, man, I slept 12 hours. My body just shut down, uh, just like it does after the season's over. And uh, and then, uh, you know, we're just hanging out as a family. And you know how we roll. We've, uh, we've got the horses, and, uh, you know, we, we hang out at the house and uh, play board games and sequence and card games, and, and, and we just – that's it, man. Uh, just uh, real, real happy about you know the family situation out here. You know, Kara and the girls uh, haven't been around them in, in, in Memphis, and uh, you know we just 
we, we got a good thing and uh, we're excited about being in Sacramento. So uh, that doesn't mean that, uh, you know, I've never realized how close you are to Hawaii now, right? So maybe at some point when the season's over, I've never been to Hawaii. So maybe take a trip over there. Will you watch Hopefully any in May, of it? not April. Will you will you watch any of it? Will you watch three point dunk contest? Demarcus is in the skills. Will you watch any of All Star Weekend the festivities? Uh, I I do record it so I can go through it faster. I think like uh, uh, like a lot of our DVR society now, but uh, I think it's a celebration of the weekend. I'm not a huge fan of the game, uh, but I am a huge fan of the celebration of our league that is the all-star weekend so yeah i like to i like to pop in on all that stuff and and uh you know see what's going on and it is it's really cool and you know certainly uh we'd love to be there some point and, and hopefully we can do that here what else is on that dvr <laughs> don't mess with my ncis man you know when you oh. move sometimes you can lose stuff on your dvr man and I lost some stuff, so, uh, you know, yeah, we're watching movies and looking forward to seeing that this weekend. Wow, that's what you'll catch up on, though, NCIS? Well, that's how I roll, yeah. <laughs> My man, Dave, have a great All-Star break. I super appreciate you doing this today. Absolutely. Be well, Chris. Thanks, man. All right, man. Dave Yeager, head coach of the uh, Sacramento Kings. That's going to do it for the Ringer NBA show. Everybody have a wonderful and safe weekend and enjoy All-Star Weekend. And we will talk to you on Monday. If you dig what you're hearing, go give us a rating and review on iTunes. And we'll talk to you next week. 